Hey guys and my fellow true crime lovers and thank you so much for tuning in to Secrets in the Desert, episode 8, entitled Serial Killer David Parker Ray. I'm your host, T.T. Jimenez. You guys, I'm warning you right now that this episode is super heavy, super intense, and it deals with extremely graphic and gruesome details. So if you can't handle hearing these horrific details that I will be talking about in this episode, then maybe you should skip this episode and come back for my next episode. For those of you who are listening, listener discretion is advised. Before we get into this twisted episode, I just want to remind my listeners, especially my listeners here in the United States, to go register to vote for this very important election come November 3rd, 2020. Our government, our livelihoods, our rights, our legacies, and our freedom depends on this election. The whole entire world will be impacted by this election, so please everybody, use your voice, your power, and please go vote. Even if it's your first time voting, go get registered and go vote. This election will affect all of us, but also our future generations and how our new normal will be like. But I myself will be voting in this election for sure, and I'm also making my husband vote with me. Vote for change because we really need it. Also, I hope all of you guys are well or in better health. This coronavirus BS is still affecting everyone's everyday lives, and I honestly don't think our lives will ever go back to what we knew as our normal, and it's scary and unpredictable, but we will all get through this together. I also want to send my deepest and sincerest condolences to everyone who is being affected by the numerous wildfires raging in California, Oregon, and Washington. It's so heartbreaking, and I don't know anything can do but donate stuff I no longer need or have use for, and I urge all my listeners to donate what they can, if they can. Also, my sincerest condolences and prayers for everyone who has been impacted by the hurricanes I've been experiencing on the East Coast. Again, I can't even imagine the loss and devastation that our people are experiencing. I live in New Mexico. We don't really experience natural disasters here besides some wildfires. It just gets super hot, very high temperatures. You know, up north in northern New Mexico, we get, you know, blizzards and stuff. But where I live, that's very, very rare. Anyways, we are living in some scary times and I pray for the whole world. With school being back in session, I'm hoping that as parents, we can work side by side with our teachers because they too are learning to navigate the new way our children are learning. They're learning new ways of teaching that most have never done or had had adequate training because this all just sprung on us literally a couple months ago. As a teacher myself, please be patient. They're stressed too and are trying our very best to meet federal and state standards as well as literally having to pretty much teach our students one-on-one. We are exhausted, but we are continuing to push through because we care about our students and their education. Please give us a fair chance. We are experiencing everything new for the first time just as well as you all are. As teachers are trying to help parents not break down and give up because our children, our students, look up to us, so we have to keep it together. If you're struggling, please reach out to your child's teacher or anyone else at your school. We don't want to leave any child behind because of this pandemic. So just as a reminder, please be safe, wear your masks when out in public, and sanitize everything constantly. We will beat this. We are all in it together. It's the home stretch, guys, so let's not give up now. Let's overcome this and kick coronavirus' ass. 
practice social distancing. So with all of that heavy stuff out of the way, let's get into, into today's case. Fair warning, giving another, you know, trigger warning. Case is fucking bananas. The crimes committed were gruesome and truly horrifying. As always, this podcast discusses rape, torture, kidnapping, and of course, gruesome murders. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's get into this fucked up case. So on today's episode of Secrets in the Desert, I'm going to take you on the wild, disturbed ride of the crimes of the serial killer known the serial killer David Parker Ray, also known as the Toy Box Killer. This case is so fucked up that I feel like no one would even believe that any of it was really happened if it weren't for homemade audio and video recordings that David Parker Ray himself made. So you heard that right. This sick, twisted, demented serial killer, David Parker Ray, made audio and videotapes of his victim and mutilation so he and his girlfriend could rewatch them for gratification later. David Parker Ray would kidnap and torture his victims and play a tape recording about what exactly he was going to do to them. This story sounds familiar to you, it's because this case is loosely based on the Saw movie franchise in which a serial killer would kidnap unsuspecting victims that he felt no one would be looking for, mostly drug addicts and prostitutes or people that he felt like were doing wrong. And so David Parker Ray, along with his girlfriend and one of his, one of his daughters, would help lure them to a literal toy box that he had built on his property. And I hope you can stomach all the horrific details that I'm about to give you. Now let's get into the case. That is David Parker Ray and Mr. Toy Box Trailer. So who is David Parker Ray and what crimes did he commit, you ask? Well, he was a serial killer from Elephant Butte, New Mexico, which is about seven miles north of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. He was dubbed the Toy Box Serial Killer. David Parker Ray was born in 1939 in Belen, New Mexico, where he was raised by his grandfather. Even though David lived with his grandfather, he maintained an abusive relationship with his father, and because of the abuse he suffered at the hands of his father, he started abusing drugs and alcohol by the age of 16. David also had a younger sister, but they were split up after their grandmother passed away when he was young. Parker Ray's father would sporadically visit and would display violent alcoholic fits of rage directed towards David. His father would also show David, when he was younger, magazines that depicted sadomasochist pornography. In high school, David did poorly with schoolwork and was usually teased for being unusually shy when he was around girls. Um, looking at pictures and stuff of him growing up, you know, he... He looked a little, I mean, he looked, you could tell he was super shy. So, I mean, I kind of understand, but I mean, kids are mean and they are horrible to each other. So, I mean, this probably just contributed to him becoming the toy box serial killer later on in life. But he did serve in the United States Army and did receive an honorable discharge where he was a mechanic for the Army married throughout the years four different times but every single one of them ended up in divorce how would any woman even find him attractive let alone marry him just not one but four and most people can't even get a text back but um i guess you know whatever whatever floats your boat 
David Parker Ray ended up having two daughters with two of his ex-wives and one of his daughters, her name was Jessie Ray. She lived with him primarily at some point. I don't know exactly at what point, but it was at a point where she was in high school and he would get her to lure her friends back to his torture trailer. We'll get into that in a little bit. But she, she eventually would become a co-defendant with her father, David, and his girlfriend at the time. But we'll get into that a little bit later as well. David Parker Ray claimed that his sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and even murdering women victims developed during his teenage years. Around the same age, David started drawing sadomasochistic images, as well as look at graphic pornography photos and bondage or BDSM. His younger sister eventually found said photos, but during my research, it was not clear if she turned the f if she ever turned the photos over to her grandfather or anyone else for that matter, um, especially being under their alcoholic father's generally abusive tactics that he would use on them. But then again, in David's sister's defense, she may not have wanted to turn David in for fear of what might happen to her or him if she did, so she could have been protecting him. Who really knows? I also believe that David's sister was just as terrified of their father as David was. Imagine all of the daily torture and abuse by the hands of your own father, someone who is supposed to love and protect you. This type of abuse happens so much more than we could ever imagine. And since COVID-19 locked down the world, domestic violence, crimes, and murders have risen by 20%. David and his sister were severely abused when they were super young. I can't even imagine the horrors they experienced and I'm pretty sure the abuse by his father probably contributed to David becoming the toy box killer. However, even though David had a horrible upbringing, there are millions of people who go through the same things and probably even worse things than what David went through, but they don't grow up to become sadistic serial killers. So no, I am not condoning his crimes because of his upbringing. I brought it up because it makes sense why he could have been the way he was. It at least contributed to it because if you experience childhood trauma, you are more likely to exhibit the same behavior as an adult. David built a tricked out torture trailer toy box. He had the whole entire trailer soundproofed and equipped it with items used for sexual torture. Because of this trailer, David Parker Ray was dubbed the toy box killer. At some point, David started abducting, raping, torturing, and killing women. The specific timeline of his torturous reign may have started in the early 1950s while he was still a teenager, so his official body count can't be definitively determined. He is suspected of murdering 60 or more women even though most of their bodies, actually really none of their bodies, have ever been found. David Parker Ray's hunting ground was in northern New Mexico and Arizona and he was finally arrested for his crimes on March 22, 1999. David Parker Ray is believed to have tortured and killed more than 60 women inside of his torture trailer. He would kidnap, rape, torture, and allegedly murder his victims, sometimes with an accomplice, including his girlfriend at the time, Cindy Handy. Cindy Handy, what a name. His own daughter, Jessie Ray. It was believed that David, with his sometimes accomplices, terrorized small towns in northern New Mexico and Arizona, allegedly and supposedly sexually, sexually tortured and presumably killed their victims in his toy box. 
toy box was equipped with whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, a leg spreader or leg spreading bars, surgical blades, and saws. This toy box, all $100,000 worth, also had numerous sex toys of all different shapes and sizes, torture machines, and other tools that doctors used for surgeries. This disgusting vile creature had the audacity to put a mirror on the ceiling of the toy box so that his victims were forced to watch every deplorable thing that David did to them. Guys, this sick fuck had diagrams on the walls of his torture toy box trailer showing the different torturous ways he was going to do stuff to them. Homemade electric generator which was used to power his torture toys the table David used to strap his victims to. Deal tables that they laid dead bodies on to like embalm them and stuff. It's like one of those tables that they have in doctor's offices. Like um, it was that kind of table. David even had wooden contraptions that he bent his victims over to immobilize them while he had his way with them. He also let his dogs and sometimes other friends rape some of his victims. Parker Ray has been said to have wanted his victims to see every disgusting thing he did to them. He would literally get off on this. He was also said to have played audio tapes for his victims with his voice pre-recorded that he played once his victims regained consciousness during their torture sessions. Hence the reason that the Saw movies were based off of his crimes. David Parker Ray's reign of terror came to an end on March 22, 1999, when he was 59 years old. None of his alleged victims' bodies were ever found, and he claimed to have tortured and murdered over 50 women. But like I said before, they think it's more than 60 women now, but their bodies have ever been found. Imagine that. How the hell does one man have the knowledge and ability to hide over 50 or 60 bodies never to be found? I think something is fishy about his claims of killing over 50 women because for sure some of their bodies would have been found by now. He's either a good liar or a very good killer, but I tend to believe the latter. On the day David was finally captured, March 22nd, 1999, a woman who David had abducted three days earlier named Cynthia V. Hill managed to escape from his toy box torture trailer in Elephant Butte, New Mexico. Cynthia V. Hill, now Cynthia V. Hill Jaramillo, told her heroic story of survival after she was rescued. She said she waited for David to leave for work and went and got the keys from his accomplice, who was also his girlfriend, Cindy Hendy. Cynthia described this life-changing moment as feeling like she was in a horror movie. She said, quote, when I jumped towards her, meaning Cindy Hendy, she stuck me on the head with a lamp trying to knock me out. But Miss V. Hill somehow managed to get her chains unlocked, stab Cindy Hendy in the neck with an ice pick she got off the floor, and then ran out of the trailer. Miss V. Hill, wearing only an iron chain slave collar and the padlock chains, running naked down the street, she ran to a neighbor's mobile home. The owner of the mobile home heroically let Miss V. Hill Jaramillo hide in her home until the police got there. She also gave her a robe to wear because she was naked, like I said. Very, very fucked up. Crazy. 
Luckily for Cynthia V. Hill Jaramillo, the police were already on their way to David Parker Ray's trailer because during her daring escape from the toy box, she tried calling 911 from a phone that she got inside of the trailer and since the call was disconnected, the police were already en route. So by the time that Miss V. Hill Jaramillo got to the neighbor's house and the neighbor called the police, they were already coming, so they got there pretty quickly. Both David and his girlfriend Cindy were arrested on the spot for alleging, allegedly abducting Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo. David and Cindy allegedly claimed they were trying to help Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo detox from a heroin addiction. However, after talking to Miss Vigil and the neighbor, they got the real story. Miss Vigil Jaramillo claimed that David Parker Ray posed as an undercover police officer and approached her in a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is northern New Mexico. She then claimed that David said she was under arrest for solicitation and prostitution and that he proceeded to handcuff her, put her in the back of his car, and then he took her and drove her back from Albuquerque, New Mexico to his toy box torture trailer. And after three days of torture at the hands of David and Cindy, Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo was able to get free you guys do not know how good it is to hear that she lived she escaped and she was able to like seriously bring down suspected serial killer i mean her life was saved thanks to her own bravery and also because of the help of david's neighbor so kudos to both of them for having the courage and willpower to, to take down a suspected sadistic serial killer and his accomplices who had allegedly been kidnapping, raping, torturing, and murdering women for however long, however many years they were doing it. Cynthia Vigil Jaramil is a badass and I hope she knows that and that I hope she knows she's a hero. So good job girl. I don't know if I would have had the guts to do what you did so good job. When investigators arrived on the scene they were horrified at what they found when they looked inside David's torture toy box trailer, they finally seen what the what true evil literally looked like. And yes, David Parker Ray was truly evil to the core, and not too many people even knew because he acted so normal. That's the true definition of a psychopath. Investigators found the evidence needed to guarantee a conviction against David Parker Ray and his co-conspirator his girlfriend Cindy for the kidnapping, rape, and torture of Cynthia of Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo They obviously searched his torture toy box and found all of the torture devices, sex toys, the fake police badge David used to abduct Miss Vigil from Albuquerque, New Mexico and also evidence of the struggle Miss Hill had with Cindy Hendy when escaping captivity. So with all of the evidence, the district attorney charged both David and his girlfriend Cindy with 12 different criminal charges, including kidnapping and aggravated assault. After Cynthia V. Hill Jaramillo's tragic but heroic story was made public, another victim of David's, Angelica Montano, Montano, Angelica Montano came forward and told a similar story as Miss V. Hill Jaramillo did. Angelica, who was an acquaintance of David's, 
claimed she went to his house to borrow a cake mix, but David had other ideas. She alleges that he drugged, raped, and tortured her before David left her by the highway out in the desert. Like, literally in the middle of nowhere. If you guys knew where Elephant Butte was, you guys would understand what I'm talking about. It's literally just, like, desert out there. Um, just everywhere in New Mexico is just super, super hot and desert. And there's so many places that, you know, people can hide bodies, you know. That's why I call it, that's why the podcast is called Secrets in the Desert. So, anyways, um... Angelica was found there on the side of the road where they left her by police, but there was no follow-up in An Angelica Montano's case. David Parker Ray was believed to drug his victims, and with their foggy memories of their encounters as well as their socioeconomic status in their communities, it made it hard for investigators to believe some of the women's stories who came forward. It also came out during David and his accomplices' trials that there were other victims who were murdered by the pieces of shit, but I'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. Like I stated before, David Parker Ray is suspected to have killed more than 60 women and um, it sucks that, you know, supposedly he killed all these women and none of their bodies have been found because he's never been charged with, like, any crimes related to any disappearances or murders of any of these other supposedly 60-plus victims. So, like I said, I don't know if he just was a good liar and he wanted people to believe he was more of a badass than he thought he was so he was making up numbers or if he really did have the mental capacity to be able to kill over 60 women and get rid of their bodies and evidence good enough to where police could never find none of their bodies like I just I just don't think that that is possible just because like he was just a regular guy like he wasn't like super smart like he did bad in school I mean he was in the army but he was a mechanic so it's not like he was a badass you know with a gun or anything like that I mean I, I just I don't know if I could believe that he literally killed over 60 women and not one of their bodies have ever been found so that's those are the only victims that are known that David Parker Ray was charged with and convicted in connection with them as the victims. But the other 60 plus women, he's never been. Him or his co-conspirators have never been charged for any of their kidnappings or deaths or murders or anything like that. So that's just a thought right there. With the cases of Cynthia Vigil Jaramillo and Angelica Montano being so strong compared to the other alleged victims, investigators were able to flip Cindy Hendy and she folded pretty quickly. Uh, Cindy told investigators what she knew of the murders and her testimony led investigators to discover that she helped David Parker Ray in some of the abductions 
and murders and that his own daughter Glenda Jesse Ray and her friend Dennis Roy Yancey were also accomplices. Roy Yancey eventually admitted to helping David murder Marie Parker, a young woman who was abducted, drugged, and tortured by both him, David, and Jesse for days before Yancey strangled her to death. And guys, I'm just going to point this out right now. My maiden name is Yancey. Crazy, crazy coincidence. Um, but I don't think that I'm related to him because I'm half black and I'm half white and my Yancey last name comes from my father who was black so this Roy Yancey or whatever that's in this case he's white so I don't think that we're related but just a very strange coincidence I thought I'd just put that out there um, but during the search of David's home and torture toy box, investigators found numerous photos and videos of other women who were abducted by David and his sometimes accomplices. One video in particular was of a woman named Kelly Garrett. Um, after investigators released some of the details about what Kelly Garrett went through in one of the homemade videos, she was identified by her ex-mother-in-law, and she claimed Kelly was a former friend of David's daughter, Jessie Ray. So... Kelly and Jesse were friends and she was lured by Jesse who is David's daughter to his torture trailer and she was um, raped and tortured by by her friend's father um, the details of Kelly Garrett's abduction went as follows on July 24th, 1996, Kelly and her husband got into a fight and she decided to go play pool with Jesse Ray. Jesse allegedly roofied Kelly's beer and then she and her dad, David, took her back to his toy box and placed a dog collar and leash around Kelly's neck. David then raped and tortured her for two days, keeping her drugged up so he could have complete control over her. After Kelly's two days of torture, David slit her throat and dumped her body on the side of the road. Against all odds, Kelly Garrett survived, but no one, not even her husband or the police, believed her story. Are you fucking kidding me? She's missing for two days. You find her on the side of the road, dumped, raped, tortured, you know, mutilated, you can tell, and her throat slit, but you don't believe her story? Really? And her piece of shit husband, I hope whoever you are, Kelly Garrett husband, ex-husband, that you got some type of karma for not believing her because that's fucked up. How are you going to marry somebody and then not believe them when something like this happens to them? In fact, this piece of shit, Kelly Garrett's husband, um, think that in fact, Kelly's husband believed that she was cheating on him and made up the story to keep him. He filed for a divorce later that same year. But come on, you guys. Like, seriously, dude, get over yourself. Like, there's nobody worth keeping or hanging on to to go to the extent to say that you were kidnapped, raped, tortured, and drugged for days and then slit your own throat to keep a man. No, thank you. There's plenty of men out in the sea you don't sh like why would she do that like that's so 
stupid and for her husband not to believe her that's probably what made the police not believe her so that's so fucked up and i hope he got some type of karma whoever you are i hope you got some type of karma for that when david parker ray went on trial in 2001 a decision was made to try the cases involving david's attacks in three separate trials instead of one this was a very smart move on the prosecution's part just in case he was acquitted for some reason a couple of the victim stories were hard to believe to investigators, so those alleged victims that also came forward after news broke out about David Parker Ray and his crimes, um, they were not brought up during the trials because prosecu prosecutors weren't sure that the jurors would believe them. So, see, now you're having um, these some of the victims, husbands or partners, the investigators, and now the prosecution and jurors supposedly not believing these women's stories of being drugged and tortured and attacked by David Parker Ray, yet all of them sound the exact same. So I don't understand why, if they could believe one happened, why they wouldn't believe all of them happened if they're all so similar, but that's just my opinion. So um, because of this, David Parker Ray was able to beat the first two cases that were brought brought against him since prosecutors wanted three separate trials for his known three victims they had a better chance of getting at least one conviction so david had one trial for his case for what he did to cynthia v hill had a meal he had one trial for his attack and attempted murder on angelica montano and he had a trial for the kidnapping rape torture and attempted murder of kelly garrett david's first trial resulted in a mistrial but he was retried and was convicted on all 12 counts for two of his three victims. Angelica Montano passed away before David's second trial, so there was no conviction in her case, sadly. In trial number three, David Parker Ray didn't take his chances with a jury and agreed to a plea deal like the piece of shit that he is, or that he was, I should say. He was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison, However, on May 28, 2002, David was taken to the Leah County Correctional Facility in Hobbs, New Mexico to be interrogated for another murder he allegedly committed, but he died of a heart attack before he could even be questioned about the case. What a lucky fucker, because he was only three years into his sentence. So, he killed supposedly up to 60 women, and also had a lot of surviving victims and most of them weren't believed so he was only convicted in two of the three attacks and was took a plea deal was sentenced to prison for life and then he dies of a heart attack three years into his sentence are you fucking kidding me Ugh. that's not karma he should have had to suffer but I'm pretty sure he's suffering where he is now. So, <clears throat> Jesse Ray, who is David Parker Ray's daughter, was also tried and convicted for her role in the crimes. But since she cooperated with investigators, she was only sentenced to two and a half years in prison and five years probation. Cindy Hendy, who was David Parker Ray's girlfriend, and R Dennis Roy Yancey, also both cooperated with investigators and also got sweetheart deals. They both identified areas that they believed David may have disposed of many of the bodies that he, 
of the supposed murder victims, but investigators never found any human remains in any of the locations provided by Cindy or Dennis Roy Yancey. I know I'm no police officer or prosecutor, but I sure as hell would have taken the deals for Cindy and Dennis off the table after not finding any of the supposed bodies in any of the locations they gave, but this is New Mexico and they give drug traffickers and dealers more time than murderers. So, welcome to New Mexico. Cindy Handy, for her part, was sentenced to 36 years in prison, but she didn't even serve half of her sentence. She only served about 18 years of her 36-year sentence and was scheduled to be paroled in 2017. However, it took two more years for her to finally be paroled, and on July 15, 2019, last summer, after serving two years of parole in prison, she is now living a normal life and is not on any type of probation or parole. What a fucking lucky bitch. Ugh. In 1999, Dennis Roy Yancey was convicted of the strangulation murder of his ex-girlfriend Marie Parker, which David Parker recorded, and sentenced to two 15-year prison terms. He was paroled in 2010 after serving only 11 years in prison. However, only three months after being paroled... He violated his parole and was sent back to prison to serve the remainder of his original sentence. So he will be eligible and released sometime in 2021 and will also not be on any type of probation or parole since he served his full 15-year sentence. What a fucking joke the New Mexico judicial... Ugh. What a fucking joke the New Mexico judicial system is. This is why I'm begging my listeners, especially here in New Mexico, to get registered to vote and actually vote come November. That's the only way we will get changes we need to make harsher penalties for convicted murderers. I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about the investigation that during the investigation, investigators found evidence of several more killings that David Parker Ray committed, including diaries written by David himself where he detailed the murders of at least 50 other women, but because no evidence or bodies were ever found based off of those diary entries, the district attorney's office wasn't able to bring any charges against him for those claims in his diaries. I can't wrap my mind around the fact that David Parker Ray admitting to killing over 50 women, but none of these 50 alleged victims' remains have ever been found. That tells me that David is a complete bullshitter or he was just that good at hiding bodies. Like I said, here in New Mexico, it's the vast, dry deserts everywhere. So, I mean, there's a million and one places where you could probably hide a body. But like I said, um, the secrets won't be buried forever, not even in the desert. So, I mean, it's been all these years later and still not, not one body has been found. So, I don't know. Personally, I believe that he's a total liar and just tried to make himself seem more scary and dangerous than he really was for some reason. No one can hide over 50 bodies and not one of them ever be found. I just don't believe him in that sense. Sorry. 
on October 11th, 2009. Actually, cut that last part out. On October 11th, 2009, FBI agents, New Mexico State Troopers, and the Albuquerque Police Department searched Elephant Butte, New Mexico for any sort of human remains. After a week-long search, investigators found what they believed to be a foot-long section of a human femur bone and sent it off to the office of the medical investigator to be analyzed. There is still no word back on if the femur belongs to one of the toy box killer victims or not, and agents have been searching Elephant Butte on and off for over a decade, and that's the only thing that has been found. Who knows, though, he terrorized a lot of small communities around New Mexico and Arizona, so who knows where David buried all of his alleged victims if he, in fact, did kill all these alleged victims. The FBI also released a new poster pertaining to David Parker Ray's reign of terror, and it shows a photo of an unidentified woman that authorities took from a fake driver's license found with David's possessions. There's also a photo of... Jill Troya, who was last seen in the early morning hours of October 1st, 1995, at the Frontier Restaurant with David's daughter, Jessie Ray. So there's another victim that David Parker Ray's daughter, Jessie Ray, was involved in. And J Jill Troya has not been seen or heard from since, which makes me believe that Jessie probably roofied her, took her back to her father's toy box, and was most likely killed there by David. And who knows if jesse participated or if cindy participated i don't know if they were together at that time but i'm just saying how sad for her family it's been 25 years of them just wondering what happened to their loved ones like i just i just cannot imagine it it's so crazy to me oh my gosh so so crazy to me During the in interrogation of the toy box killer David Parker Ray, he allegedly admitted to having had another accomplice named Billy Bowers. Billy Bowers was a previous business partner of David's, but David admitted to murdering him because he was scared that Billy was going to go to the police. The FBI sent over 100 agents to search David's property in Elephant Butte, New Mexico and surrounding areas, but found no identifiable human remains. Again, I believe that David Parker Ray told a lot of lies about murdering all these women and his business partner just to make himself look worse than he really was since he was going to prison, but that's just my opinion. There have been no human remains ever found that belong to any of these alleged victims. Sadly for the known victims and their families, they got no type of justice really since David died just three years into his sentence. But I, as I always say, I'm a firm believer in karma, David's heart attack, and even though he didn't die a slow, painful, torturous death like he did his victims, he still died and is likely in purgatory or hell or whatever you believe in. 
All of David Parker Ray's still unsolved cases are now officially closed because of him dying. So I feel so bad for the families that are still missing their loved ones and will never have closure because David really did kill all these women he claimed he did. All of David Parker Ray's still unsolved cases are now officially closed because of him dying, so I feel so bad for the families that are still missing their loved ones and will never have closure if David really did kill all of the women he claimed he did. The FBI summed up David Parker Ray and his claims of killing over 50 women. Quote, it is believed that a serial killer who put so much effort and money into a horrifying, torturous toy box and who supposedly killed over, nu over numerous years would likely have had a greater number of victims. There were many unidentified personal effects and jewelry found in his trailer, which also points to a greater number of victims for the toy box killer. So maybe David's claims of killing over 50 women may be true. I just don't know how he was able to hide that many bodies and not one has ever been found. That's why I'm having a hard time believing his alleged body count, but who really knows? Um, F the FBI says that they're still getting good leads. In the cases of alleged victims of David Parker Ray, says Frank Fisher, who is the FBI spokesperson in 2011, quote, as long as we're getting these leads and as long as the, ca the case remains in the public eye, we're going to keep investigating all of the tips. If anyone has any information about David Parker Ray or any of his potential victims, please call the FBI at 505 889-1300. That's 505-889-1300. You can also contact Crime Stoppers and remain anonymous at 505-843-7867. That's 505-843-7867. Guys, as I'm sitting here writing the results of my investigation on this case, I just thought of something. I wonder if David Parker Ray may have been the killer responsible for the case that I covered on my last episode, the Tara Calico disappearance. For, th for those of you who haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode, it was about a case involving a 19-year-old student named Tara Calico who disappeared on September 20th, 1988. Her case is still an open investigation, albeit a cold case, and there are no known suspects or leads. David Parker Ray was born and raised in Belen, New Mexico, which is where Tara, Tara Calico also lived. I'm not too sure if David was living in Belen in 1998 at the time of Tara's disappearance, but I'm going to look into this further to see if I can find any type of connection between Tara and David, and I'll give an update if I find anything. How crazy would that be if Tara Calico was one of David Parker Ray's victims? He would have been 49 years old at the time Tara went missing, and she has never been seen or heard from again, just like David Parker Ray's alleged 50 other victims. How crazy. I'm going to look into this connection. Hopefully there's something there. If there is, I will let you guys know. That would be the shit to be able to help solve at least one case. 
Well, guys, I know this episode is pretty long, but it is just so fascinating. That's why I just decided to go ahead and just do it all in one. I was going to make it into the two episodes, but what the hell. I didn't want to make you wait until next week to hear the conclusion of the case of the Toy Box Killer. I'm your host, T.T. Jimenez. Until next time, my friends, stay safe and peace out.